We are here because we are dedicated to helping members of our community build lean, strong bodies and confident, resilient minds. Determined to elevate the lives of working professionals, stay-at-home parents, and anyone who is ready to level up their life. Our invigorating group fitness classes, practical nutrition programs, and authentic coaches help ignite your life. Find a place that believes in you. Find a place that challenges you. Find CrossFit South. All right, welcome to Southpaw Spotlight episode. I'm not really sure. I think we're on 14 or 15 now, but we are joined by a Southpaw coach and athlete, Nate Menard. Nate, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Likewise, I think it's great to um, get coaches on, uh, you know, not only have you been through the athletic side of things, but also uh, on kind of the bigger picture level, uh, working with athletes, the, the, the different styles and, and different, um, you know, goals that people have when they're in our gym and, and you're able to speak a little bit more to that. Um, mm -hmm. But tell us a, a little bit briefly, Nate, how did you, uh, how did you find CrossFit? What was that journey like? Yeah, so I found CrossFit, I would say more of a unorthodox way. Um, my wife and I were teaching overseas. We were in Ecuador and we had just gotten engaged and we did the whole like, shoot, we're getting married in six months and we want to look fit for our wedding. So we were doing uh, P90X in the apartment together. She was working at one school and one of the PE teachers there was a level one certified coach. This was back in 2012. And he was like, hey, me and some buddies just kind of go to the CrossFit gym. And it was Quito, Ecuador. We walk, we work off, we work out over to the corner. You should come join us. And so we went and loved it. I don't remember what my first workout was, but it was something where I was very sore the next day. And it's like, yep, yeah, this is it. We got to do it. Uh, so for that year, it was three days a week. We met Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We were the weird kind of gringos over in the corner doing our own thing. And it was fantastic. So we, we programmed for ourselves, didn't really know much about um, you know, the different Metcons or anything like that. Um, but, you know, we had the basics down. And then fast forward a few years, I found a gym when we were living in Dubai that was close to our apartment. So I became a member at Reebok CrossFit LifeSpark in Dubai. Uh, and then from there, we, I was a member there for a few years. I uh, got my level one. And then when we moved back home in 2018, uh, there was a, a local gym kind of gave me an opportunity to start coaching and it's history from there. Rachel started working out at Southpaw a couple of years ago and you invited me in and it's been, it's been good ever since. I've, so, I've enjoyed the journey. There's a lot to unpack there. So Ecuador <laughs> and then Dubai, did you get your coaching certification in Dubai? I did. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so some of the seminars, the seminar staff was from all over the place. I had a woman come in from Singapore. Uh, there was another gentleman from the UK that flew in and the third one, I'm not, I don't remember where she was from, but it was, uh, it was quite the international crew, uh, teaching us about, about, you know, the level one experience. So that's fascinating. And I, you know, uh, I haven't actually thought about this before, but I, I spent some time overseas growing up as well. And I've always kind of looked at, at fitness growing up, uh, having a, a speech impediment. I, I couldn't always communicate my thoughts, uh, via, uh, you know, traditional methods, but, uh, fitness or just human movement is universal. 
right? And I think CrossFit almost has that universal bond and it's neat when you travel, whether it's domestically to different states, internationally, it sounds like, you know, you're automatically able to plug in with people who speak some of that, that same dialect that you've been developing yourself. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, Rachel and I were very fortunate enough while we were teaching overseas to be able to travel to different countries. And we'd always try to drop into a CrossFit gym. And um, just like you said, we always knew what we were going to get at, at the base level, right? There's going to be yeah. a Metcon. There's going to be people there that are, are in the same environment as you wanting the same thing. And, you know, I, I really do think that you know, however many cultures there are around the world, you go into a CrossFit gym, everybody's there for the same reason. Everybody's going to be high-fiving you. It's going to be a good hour of your day, no matter where you are. And that's one Absolutely. of the reasons why I love CrossFit so much. Yeah. Going back to your statement before about your first exposure was like, you go in, you're off to the side, you do this workout. You don't even know really what hits you, but you know that you're really sore and yep. you want more of it. Right. And I, I think what, what really separates CrossFit um, from other fitness models is it's like, you know, you're driving your um, Honda or, or whatever, and then you go test drive a Ferrari. And even though it's clumsy, it, it, you don't really know how to handle it. You're like, I need more of this in my life, right? Like this is the mm -hmm. pinnacle. This is where, you know, I want to be, I don't want to waste my time anymore. And again, not to shoot any bullets at Hondas or, or, you know, whatever I drive <laughs> a Ford, but you know, the, the analogy remains of like, you know, I want to do something effective with my time and people who are high performers who are successful in what they do, they don't want to, you know, cut around the bush for a while. They want to get right to it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. And the way that CrossFit's set up too, just like you were saying, you know, it's, you, you have one hour to get your stuff done. And I think the way that, you know, the Metcons are set up and the programming is done, there's just so much that your body's going through in that one hour that you can, you know, you always get something out of that workout. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's fun. It was, it, yeah, it has been fun and it still is fun every time I go in. So. so you mentioned that when you got started, you, you guys were kind of doing your own programming and, yeah. um, we've had a model that we've played around with where coaches would program on Saturdays, but, uh, and we've also, I know you and I have talked a little bit about programming, but tell me a little bit about how your views of, of programming and looking at the workouts, how that's changed um, over the years, as far as what you would write for yourself or look for in a different program. Sure. Um, so yeah, going back to 2012, when I first started, we had a group chat and um, it was kind of like, all right, guys, what do you want to do today? One person would say, well, let's do pull-ups. Okay, we want to do power cleans too. And then let's do, I don't know, air squats or something. And we would basically just kind of bring a bunch of things in. We, we had a basic understanding of, you know, the upper body pushes and pulls, the lower body, um, you know, hinging and, and squatting and things like that. But there wasn't much past that. It was just kind of like, how can we hit a whole body workout? Mm -hmm. um, and then along with that, you know, we always kind of programmed but would have been like a 15 minute workout we didn't mm -hmm. have like long cardio based workouts we didn't have lower intensity days it was three days a week where we just kind of jammed um and i don't think i really understood the intricacies of programming until i went through that level one course because after that level one course rachel and i had a period of time where i was literally programming for us mm -hmm. um so we had you know 
I learned that there's monostructural. I learned that there's gymnastics. Dave Castro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, all these, I learned the categories and I learned the, you know, the short bursts, the medium, uh, you know, metcons, and then these longer workouts and kind of how to get those all together to get the most bang for your buck. Um, so, and that, that year that race and I were kind of programming for each other really helped me understand yeah. that you need to kind of feel out on your body too. Right. Yeah. Like, if you have a day where you wake up and you're like, I'm just not feeling this. Well, let's dial it down and don't worry about the numbers at that point. Just yeah. worry about getting some good movement in. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, fast forwarding to now, um, I, I really, you know, I know I'm not going to go to the CrossFit games. Right. Um, uh, that was always a sort of a thing. Like maybe if I worked, you know, two hours a day, I could get that to that level. Yeah, yeah. But now it's just all about like being healthy and feeling good with yourself, maybe hitting some PRs still, but um, I've kind of stepped away from the, you know, the hardcore athlete version of, of CrossFit and went into mm-hmm. how can I just make sure I, uh, you know, feel good and look good. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and how do you use, crossfit to to augment your your lifestyle right and how does it help uh improve what's going on in the rest of your life versus the rest of your life serving what you do in the gym which i've I've seen quite a bit of and i think crossfit has a reputation for um that rightly so i I think is moving towards this other direction of how do we make a, a broad general inclusive fitness program that helps maximize your performance to then go out in the world and and you know um serve you uh, with whatever you do yeah i think too you know i do crossfit so that i can be fit and kind of dabble in a bunch of different things that are physically demanding right if yeah. i want to go and do a 5k run i might not be the fastest but i'll, I'll survive a 5k and i'll have yeah. fun doing it if i want to go cross-country ski which side note this snow that's out there i'm not very happy about but we'll work with it <laughs> <laughs> winter's come too too early um, you know, if I want to go cross country ski with my family, we could do that and I'll figure it out. Um, so I just use it as kind of like a baseline of fitness. And I, I feel like that's, um, as CrossFit's grown and expanded is it's moved towards that. How do we make sure people can live a happy, good and active life? So, yeah, there's so many different questions this raises, but, um, I think that the idea of being adaptable is great. And, and one of the kind of core tenets of CrossFit is being that our workouts are constantly varied, quote unquote. And I think mm-hmm. one of the reasons we have that is not only does um, your body adapt more to varied stimulus, but it also mimics what we do in life. And as a coach, it's fascinating to watch when you introduce uh, experienced CrossFit athletes to new movements versus newer athletes and the way that they approach it and their ability to adapt and pick up these new movements is so much more rapid when they've been doing it for a while. Right. And it's just like your kid playing plays a sport that you've never done before. And you have to learn how to, you know, uh, mimic what they're doing or play with them. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. whatever that happens to be the demands of getting under your sink to change uh change a socket and you have to wiggle into that space and figure out how your body moves through time and space can you tell i just changed the sink out but um <laughs> you know just those, those little things and it, it is it necessary no but is it rewarding and does it help make you a better person um or grow from from a, a physical and mental standpoint i think yes definitely i agree with that <clears throat> 
with the, the programming you mentioned was really interesting too, because I, I think you, you hit on a good point that programming doesn't have to be overly complicated. And I don't think it needs to be, there's no magical secret program. You can get a lot of benefit from doing some good general workouts with, um, you know, not a ton of intention or direction behind them. I think that you can get very artistic and creative um, with crafting a program, but I think having someone outside of you to do the programming for you allows you a to um, not have to worry about it or, or think about it every day. Uh, B helps you avoid, uh, you know, programming things that you like, uh, but C and then just adding movements in that I think help make it more engaging. You know, if I program for myself, I do the same probably four or five movements all the time. I'm going to squat, do pull-ups, push-ups, whatever. But when I do someone else's programming, it's just, it's, it's fun, right? I'm doing things that I haven't done before. I'm exploring that. And to me, that's the real benefit in having more complexity into programs. It's just that it's more engaging. It helps you want to do it longer. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I like what you say about having somebody else program for you. Um, everybody has bias with what they, what movements they enjoy. Right. I'm not very good with uh, gymnastics movements. And so when I was programming for myself, I would kind of steer away from those. Yeah. Um, but having, you know, a gym to go to where somebody's programming, um, you can kind of force yourself into those uncomfortable positions and that's um, where you're uncomfortable is what creates growth and what creates um, a chance to, to, to better yourself. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Nate, when you um, having been to a number of different CrossFit gyms and trained on your own, you know, um, with others, different parts of the world, what, what would you tell somebody who, uh, is looking for a CrossFit gym, whether they're experienced or not, uh, what, what types of things should they look for? Because there's a, a wide variety of, uh, of methodologies, of cultures, of beliefs within mm-hmm. even CrossFit itself. Um, you know, I, I don't let's see anybody can pay the money, pay the money and become a CrossFit affiliate right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So it could be um, something where you, you walk into a place and you're expecting a certain level of professionalism and you just might not get that. When, when Rachel and I moved back to the States, uh, we were checking out a couple of different CrossFit gyms in the area. And, um, it was probably my fault, but one of the gyms, um, I had time and I saw it, saw the sign for it. So I just basically like stopped. Right. And I saw a couple of cars there. So I walked in and there's somebody at the desk. I was like, Hey, I'm new. I know, you know, I did CrossFit new to town. I was wondering if you could show me around. And, um, it was, I was looking for a sales pitch and what I got yeah. was just like, Hey, here's our gym. And that was it. And it left me wanting more. Um, yeah. and so when I went to the next place and say, Hey, I'm new here, you know, what do you have? That person sat me down. We talked, we had like a half hour conversation yeah. about my experience and what he could offer. Yeah. And I ultimately went to that gym just because of the first impressions, right? So yeah. I think the first impressions are huge. Um, and it's kind of, it can be, first impressions can be indicative of what the rest of the experience is going to be like, right? Yeah. Is your coach yeah. coming up to class? Yeah, you know, I've been guilty of this before. Are they, you know, running to class 10 minutes late with their shirt off sweating because they just finished their workout? Or are they <laughs> there on time wearing branded gear, right? It's a different yeah. experience. So I definitely say, especially now, now, now that CrossFit's grown into the, the, 
the beast that it is, this giant company. Um, you know, def- professionalism is number one um, on my radar. Like when you walk in, does somebody greet you and say, hey, how, how's your yeah. game? Um, is the gym clean and bright? Mm-hmm. And is there, you know, music going? Does it feel welcoming, right? Yeah, details um, matter. I think that's, I think that's huge. Um, from there, I would say, you know, if somebody's just getting started out, I don't know that, you know, you would want to look into like the dark and dirty about, you know, programming and what they're hitting yeah. movements and stuff like that. Cause that's probably um, out of their league at that point, but somebody and who's just started that out necessary, off, right. You'll, you'll exactly whatever program they're following. If you, uh, if you would adhere to it, you're going to start to see benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, is that, in that intro class or whatever class you go to that drop in is that coach personable is that person um you know modifying that workout or helping you modify that workout that so that it's accessible for you at your level um i think that's huge in crossfit so yeah the two would be um what's the coach doing is the coach (laughs) seem like they know what they're talking about and can they can they bring you either up to that level that you need to be at for that day to get a good workout in um and then uh, professionalism. What's the gym look like? What's the gym feel like? Uh, and then third would definitely be community. I know there's a lot of talk in the CrossFit space about, you know, we have an awesome community, um, but just kind of seeing, you know, are there, is there evidence of like, do people like talking to each other? Um, mm-hmm. Can you see that in the class? Do What's they say the, hi to you? Class feel like, yeah. Is the, do they notice that you're a new person and are they welcoming? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the last thing would be with that community, like, are there events that, you know, or evidence of, of events that have happened outside the gym to kind mm-hmm. of make it oh, this holistic approach to having a good, yeah. solid community that's going to, um, you know, hit on all facets of life yeah. outside of the gym too. So one of the um, things that we do at Southpaw that I, uh, I don't always talk about why we do it this way, but our, our free trial class that we offer to new people, um, we open up the whole schedule for so they can come to any of our morning classes, midday, afternoon, any of our classes. And we don't have one dedicated one. And the reason we do that is that I want, uh, I want any class that they go to, to have that, that feel of being you know welcoming. And I want them to, to be able to see that we're not just putting our, our, you know, uh, star star coach or whatever and a couple star athletes in this loaded class to make it look good that really mm-hmm. any class they go to they're going to have an, an incredible experience be surrounded by a great group um and i think that that really speaks to the quality of our, our coaching staff the culture that our, our athletes have helped develop and um it's it's neat to see that but it it does go back to one of those points and secondly the um i would say marriage of personalism and professionalism right and they're intertwined and i think sometimes they can appear to be at polar opposite ends of the spectrum right if it's too professional it feels claustrophobic and stuffy and if it's too personal it's you know like you said your experience like well this is it like what do you want to know right there needs to Mm -hmm. be some give and take and i think actually they don't necessarily exist on on a separate spectrum but it's more of a venn diagram and if you can find that sweet spot in the middle where it's catering to both i think that's really where um you know where that sweet spot lies. Yeah. I think it's, it's also good that you open up classes to everybody that wants to come or all classes to a, a potential member, because then chances are that that person is going to be going to a class that 
they would normally go to, right? If the person's thinking about going to a 5 a.m. class, they're not going to hit the 4.30 p.m. to try it out. Yep. I would hope that they would go to that 5 and kind of see what that community is like there and see if they're a good fit at that point, you know? Yeah. I just thought of this, but back to the car driving analogy, it's like, you know, going to the Ferrari dealership and they give you, you know, their one high-end car to test drive and really you're looking at a different model and how do you compare those two? Or <laughs> you go in and instead of test driving a Ferrari, they'll, they're having you test drive a, a Tesla and, you know, you can't compare the two at all. And I think, you know, when you want, if you want someone to be able to test your product, what better way than just to jump into the product itself. Definitely. And yeah. I personally believe that any, any CrossFit workout can be done at, at any fitness level. It, it takes good coaching and um, communication between coach and athlete uh, to make that happen sometimes, but it's very possible in, in a class to, to do that and to still get a great workout um, with some modifications. Yeah. Yep. And you, you'll see as well that most people in class are modifying in some way, shape or form and that that's acceptable. And I think it helps helps you breathe a little easier as a, as a newer athlete. Yeah. Um, actually I have a story. My, my cousin last year was, um, messaging Rachel and I going, I, I think I want to try CrossFit, but I'm not fit enough for it yet. Yeah. And, you know, we did the whole, like, you can modify, you can modify. And she was, um, on the fence about it. And all of a sudden she would, she went to a class and she messaged us right afterwards. Like, why did I wait so long? Yeah, like, totally. Well, there you go. I, I told you so, right. We can, CrossFit's awesome in that there's a, there's a modification for literally every movement. Um, and the whole goal is to yeah. get fitter, right? So to, yeah. um, and it's a very, uh, it's a very common fear that people have. And I have this fear. I think, I mean, fear is a big limiter for all of us in many different ways, but when we're able to overcome that, and I think CrossFit by its very nature of being more demanding, being something that you haven't done before. Most of the workouts that we are programming this week are ones I've never done before. Right. And you haven't, and most of the athletes haven't. And it's, it's that, that mental transformation of saying, all right, I'm ready for something to change. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that leap of faith. And you find out there are a lot of people there to support you. And a lot of people in your same position, uh, which mm -hmm. is a, a wonderful, um, empowering type of feeling to experience definitely is yeah well nate um there's a lot of different ways we could go but i, I wanted to, to ask you kind of in closing what would you and i guess we almost discussed this but what would you tell somebody uh who came up to you and said i'm curious about crossfit but i've heard it's dangerous and i'm not really sure if i want to go down that road i would um I would probably laugh a little bit and be like, yep, I've seen those YouTube videos too. Uh, the CrossFit fails. Um, but no, I, I would seriously say, just try it. You know, if you're interested in it, just try, um, go to the, go to the gym or message the, the owner and say, Hey, I want to try this out. And, uh, you know, speak your piece about your reservations there and just see what it's like. Um, and you probably find that it was a, it was a great hour of your time. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, I would just say do it. Right. So I, I like People this like um, hour. <laughs> to, uh, so first of all, I like how you're, you're catching best hour of your day to a great hour of your day. I, yeah. I know you listen to that podcast and yeah, I, yeah. I love that. We, uh, this is a, a rabbit hole, but 
I, I believe I love this, this way of looking at it is that CrossFit should prepare you for the best hour of your day, which is like time with your family and, you know, picking up your kid from school and the, them running to you or, or whatever it happens to be, right? Like mm-hmm. getting that, that award at work or whatever. And, and this prepares you to, to be present for that and, and fully there. But um, secondly, the idea of just trying it, it's like, if you go to a good CrossFit gym and you're having reservations, a good gym will tell you, Hey, this probably isn't a good fit for you. Maybe you should check out these places. And we're, that's really mm-hmm. what we are as coaches is we're guides. We're to help guide people along the journey. And for a lot of people, they're at that point where they've tried a lot of different things and CrossFit's there. And that's what they end up loving and latching onto. But there are certainly people who don't like the group setting or, you know, whatever it happens to be, they, they are just more focused on just cardio or just weightlifting. And that's great. And that should be, um, you know, encouraged. So if nothing else, you get one hour of a good workout and uh, a story to tell people. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're exposed to something new and now you know that you weren't interested in that, you know? Yeah. Nate, anything else that you have to share uh, before we wrap up here? Um, no, I just, thanks for having me on my last, over your whole life story. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great having you. We have, uh, for our our members at Southpaw, we are going through kind of a transitional time as Addison moves down to Tennessee. Um, Nate has been helping us out on Thursday mornings and is now in our uh, Wednesday afternoon time slot as well. So you'll see him there uh, getting to know the afternoon athletes and uh, we're excited to have you on board, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. All right, Nate. Well, you have a great day. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me, Nick.